Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Before we begin, a note from our sponsor. I'm Richard Jacobs, Executive Director of the nonprofit Finding Genius Foundation and host of the Finding Genius Podcast. In late 2016, I was rear-ended at 65 miles an hour by a truck on the highway, which sent me off-road into a ditch. The impact of the collision gave me a concussion and other injuries. At the hospital, a CT scan showed that I had thyroid nodules, which turned out to be cancer. It was then, when I had a biopsy in my neck, that I realized, even if I was a millionaire, I wouldn't want a second or a third biopsy due to the pain and the invasiveness of it. And appointments at that time for thyroid experts were three to six months out. And I was worried about dying now, even if that was irrational. So because of this, I've decided to raise money to conduct a literature review on steroids, on the causes of anxiety and depression, a condition that affects well over 50 million people in the United States and hundreds of millions worldwide. Our goal is to create a codex, a guide, that reveals all possible treatments for anxiety and depression for people that live with the condition or for loved ones that have it, as my wife and my son do. To find out more about our fundraiser, visit FindingGeniusFoundation.org and click on Current Initiatives. And now, to our guest. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast, now part of the Finding Genius Foundation. I have Nikki Harden. Uh, she's the founder of 21 Cleanse. Uh, we're going to talk about what is detoxing, how to do it, how to do it the right way without starving yourself or having to endlessly fast, et cetera. So Nikki, thank you for coming. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Tell me about your uh, background. How did you come to be a proponent of detox? Like what was going on in your life that led you in this direction? Yeah. So thank you for asking. I would say, you know, from the age of 15, I was always really into performance. I was a three sport athlete and, you know, an overachiever. And so that led me into really understanding nutrition as it related to performance. And what I soon learned was like, I always, I have a saying, food is mood, food is mindset and food is medicine. So this sort of side hustle of mine, rather more like a hobby of continually studying nutrition in the body, all with the idea of optimization, right? And sort of like under, wanting to have experiences of like superhumanness, I guess you could say. Uh, it became just a through line in my life. And I was, of course, you know, coaching people nutritionally and doing all kinds of things, studying um, hormones and neurotransmitters and brain chemistry and things like that. And then when I was 29 years old, I went into a massive depression. And it was um, as a result of my mom, she had a brain aneurysm, and she died out of out of the blue. And this was really my first experience and complete loss of control. And that really triggered something deep inside of me. And so I went into a serious depression and everyone wanted me to go on medication uh, because I wasn't functioning in the world. And I, I just, it wasn't a part of my value system. I knew, I really believed 
from a young age that, you know, our biography and our belief system really affected our biology, if that makes sense, right? So I knew that the, if I didn't really do the deeper healing of whatever was manifesting these symptoms, that it would just be expressed later on in my life. Okay. Yeah. And so I took this opportunity. I bought a one-way ticket to India. I was really, I'd been in yoga for about a decade at that time, at 29. And so I bought a one-way ticket to India and I dove deep into Ashtanga yoga, transcendental meditation, and eventually Ayurvedic nutrition. So I was really learning the tools to heal like mental and emotional, but I still felt that there was like a heaviness, almost like in my cells that I felt I needed support in. And I'd been learning for a lot of years about the spiritual side of detox. So I checked myself into an ashram where they didn't even speak English. And I did my first full body detox. In India, they call it the Panchakarma. And I just experienced true miracles. My brain became so clear. I was, it was really like a photographic memory and I could read a Ayurvedic science book and it was like, it was the 13th time I read it. I read it. I, all the, everything made sense. The Sanskrit words stuck in my brain. Like I could talk to the doctors and they accused me of having studied it for a decade. And I was really fascinated. And then a few days later I woke up and like eight pounds had fallen, like all this weight had fallen off my body almost overnight. And then, yeah, they sent me home early because I lost weight so rapidly, right? So that triggered my limiting belief that there was something wrong with me. But truly, it's just that my body was uh, really healing at such a rapid rate. And that's how it heals that it had that experience. And so two days later, I woke up and I literally watched my cells vibrate and release all of this mental and emotional suffering. And on the other side of this was like a limitless, fully empowered, totally clear spiritual being with like the world at at my fingertips. Like my energy was through the roof. My clarity was through the roof. My psychic abilities were off the charts. It was really, it felt like something I would have read in a book. So of course I was very fascinated. So I ended up finding a couple of doctors that had clinic, uh, Ayurvedic practitioners And I started every day going and following them around and learning about full body detox and the power of it. And, and, you know, just miracle cures, just seeing people heal. And then that sent me to Thailand to manage detox and fasting resorts in Thailand. And so that was all about herbs and liquids. And again, seeing these like rapid transformation. But I noticed in all of this that there was... um, some really big flaws in this system, right? And the flaws were that people waited until they were sick or like really at the bottom to actually do something like a full body detox so that they could get control of their health. That didn't, I want, I recognized that there was an opportunity for something like really profound for people to do in their day-to-day life so that they could have this kind of healing to stay in a place of um, prevention and optimization rather than treating symptoms and disease, right? So that was the first thing. And the second thing that I recognized is that there was an opportunity to create something in a way 
where it helped people understand how to eat healthy and then to create new behaviors and habits, right? Because like, I believe that half of the reason that people are sick is because of the world we live in. And then the other half, meaning, you know, GMOs, pesticides, airborne chemicals, EMFs, all of the things, right? And then the other half is human behavior. And it's the choices that people make in terms of like what they choose to eat. And then it's also in their, you know, their belief system and their thoughts and their feelings and their emotion, right? So what what are some like concrete examples of either your circumstance or people you worked with, like things they said or did or stuff you noticed that really jumps out at you and you're like, oh, I'm going to remember that. That's that's important. Um, and it's specifically, what are you relating to? Well, okay. So, I mean, I know it's very general. So I guess you're working with people now and your your job is to help them through their own journeys, right? Yes. Okay. So, you know, like tell me, uh, I don't know, without naming names, obviously, but a few stories of people you worked with, like what, what happened to them? Where did they come from? What happened to them? How did they change? What kind of epiphanies did they have? You know, maybe what's that stick out in your mind? Yeah, for sure. I love talking about uh, sharing Lisa Williams stories. So she's a, a very well-known international psychic medium and businesswoman, And she had had cervical cancer and went from a size six to a 16 and pre-diabetic she tried everything under the sun, you know, top level help and meal delivery and everything. She just, whatever she did, nothing was working. And so we got her on my detox because I, I just had, after I had managed the metabolic testing lab in Los Angeles, and then eventually I had uh, ended up formulating my own products and putting together my program. Before we continue. I've been personally funding the Finding Genius podcast for four and a half years now, which has led to 2,700 plus interviews of clinicians, researchers, scientists, CEOs, and other amazing people who are working to advance science and improve our lives and our world. Even though this podcast gets 100,000 plus downloads a month, we need your help to reach hundreds of thousands more worldwide. Please visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click on Support Us. We have three levels of membership from 10 to $49 a month, including perks such as the ability to see ahead in our interview calendar and ask questions of upcoming guests, transcripts of podcasts you're interested in, the ability to request specific topics or guests, and more. Visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click support us today. Now back to the show. We got her on it and tried it. And within 10 days, she was lighter than she'd been since her surgery. So it really gave her that momentum. And to keep going, and eventually we ended up taking about 75 pounds off of her in about like six to seven months, right? In a really healthy manner. And so, and in that, you know, her pre-diabetes reversed. Uh, She was having heart palpitations. Those disappeared. Her hormones came into greater uh, balance, right? And really what it's, I always say like, so there was, you know, there's a lot of elements to this, right? When you look at the physical side, I talk to people the way that I really explain toxins, whether it be the food that you're eating, the alcohol you're drinking, the pesticides, you know, those are like a marine layer, right? So if your spirit, if your life force energy is the sun and your body is dependent upon the sun, then all of these toxins are like the marine layer that never leaves. So of course your life force energy depletes, right? And if your metabolism, which regulates 
your brain's a bunch, your brain, you, you know, your neurochemistry, your hormone production, your energy production, and your body's ability to clean itself, which is about 90% of your moment to moment, like daily experiences and toxins block those metabolic reactions. It makes sense that the smartest thing we can do for our life processes is to consistently do what we can to get the toxins out of our bodies, right? So with Lisa, that was that was the process, right? We got the toxins out and we kickstarted her metabolism. And so then everything started to work more efficiently. That's the first side. The second side is she had a support system, right? So being there to support her, me as, you know, kind of her coach and her cheerleader, and then also to help her troubleshoot challenging situations, right? Where she had to learn a new way of moving through the world to be planes, trains, and automobiles, or, or even at home and make smarter choices. And then she had a roadmap to really get into a really good, healthy routine, right? Because so many people push off their nutrition and their self-care because they, we were kind of trained that, you know, you work and that's your, and you do, you know, you take care of your responsibilities and your family and your self-care is kind of something that you put on the back burner, right? I know just some people, you know, they won't get help until like their head's falling off and then they'll get help. And then some people readily accept help. I don't know if you see those two like archetypes. Yeah, for sure. And that's actually who I usually am working with. Right. And it's like these two subsets. You have the people who are self-starters. I call them self-starters, right? They know how to take a plan and run. They prioritize their health. They know that their health is like basically the foundation of their ability to do anything else in their life. And then you have the people that continually push off that self-care element and they put it on the back burner until they're in crisis. I call it crisis and repair mode, right? It's very fascinating, two very different mindsets and then uh, also belief systems, you know? Yeah. So when you work with people and you help heal them, where is it coming from? Is it coming from the food they eat? the people they hang around with, or is it their mindset? And if it's one thing or another, is there an order to the things? Like first you have to get your mindset right, or first you have to do this or that, and then the others kind of cascade after it? Yeah, for sure. Thank you for asking. So I am a big proponent of detox, right? And I've infused a nutrition protocol, a plant-based nutrition program into my full body detox. I just believe really, really strongly that detoxification once or twice a year is the smartest thing that anybody can do, right? And that's why I formulated my products because they're very top quality. And, and when you walk someone through an experience where they get essentially, like, let's just call it what it is, the crap. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. The inorganic material and the crap out of their body they feel lighter and happier and po more positive and they have more energy and they're more joyful. That's a natural way of being, right? It's a way of, you know, when you detox, it's a way of activating your innate intelligence and life force energy. And so I work almost exclusively with people in conjunction with this. Then it, they have a roadmap for eating healthy. And I also set them up for success because my program is only 21 days, right? So what I learned before detox is that when someone would come to me for nutrition guidance, and of course I could see all of these 
you know, some might call them flaws or let's say opportunities for upgrade, right? When these are people's crutches, they are so connected and addicted and attached to their crutches because they don't know life without it, right? So you try to tell them you got to give up your wine forever. Like if you want to really heal your gut or get centered in your hormones, you got to give up this wine because it's absolutely ruining your gut, right? It's like telling them that their lifeline has been cut. But if you say, listen, come with me on this day, on this 21 day journey. And for 21 days, just set the wine aside, trust, like give yourself this time to focus and concentrate on yourself and then see where you are after, right? Decide how you want to relate with wine afterward. And that people can wrap their head around that. You know what I mean? But wrapping their head for the most part, unless they're usually in crisis and repair, the idea of walking away from the sugar, giving up the coffee, giving up the the wine is really like frightening for them because they don't know what's on the other side of that. But if they think about they can do it for 21 days and I've created a whole infrastructure around it that really supports them on that. And it's like a a boost, you know, like a cheerleading system, if you will. And so then they feel supported. Like they have someone who has their back and supporting them, them in this because most people aren't in environments where they're being supported and being healthy, you know? Well, I can see most, most people like I've experienced this myself, you know, when you're not supposed to eat something and you're trying to heal yourself in a way you feel like condemned, you know, I can never have this again, or I shouldn't have this. And I'm a bad person because I used to have it and now I'm being punished and I'm I'm punishing myself. I I can't have it anymore. Yeah, totally. And what happens is, you know, all of that relationship that you're having to yourself and this inner dialogue, as well as the relationship that you're having to the food is actually equally as destructive as the food, right? So all of that inner negativity and that inner dialogue is really, I it's causing the same amount of harm as if you just said, you know what, I'm going to either eat this and be totally okay with it or have a small amount with it. It's really about changing your relationship to the food and then changing your, how you're relating to yourself as it relates to the food. Right. And it's tricky. It's tricky. I'm not saying it's easy. And the only reason I know is because I went through it for a couple of decades, No, not a couple of decades. Yeah. Probably about a couple of decades. And, really by consistently sticking to the detox process and then learning the power of the mind and its ability to control like what we're experiencing. I recognized, you know, and a lot of people will say this, when you know, their whole relationship to food changes because they no longer see it as punishment or reward. They see it as fuel. And so, you know, by the end of the, t- of the, our time together, when they have the chemical addictions out of their body, and then we've worked on the mindset aspect of it, the power, the food doesn't have the power over the person because they understand that the food is supposed to empower them rather than enslave them or punish them. As you help them detoxing with like super sick and, you know, what do you do with certain people that, you know, you, you feel, or you know, that they may uh, get sick from detoxing. What, what do you tell so the the great thing about the way that I've structured my program is it's it's quite subtle and most people I've set it up in a way where there there's almost zero healing crisis 
right? So when you go, when you go the route of the fasting and the juicing, the amount of toxins that dump into the liver and into the gut is at such an accelerated rate that most people go into a healing crisis, right? And I've structured my program specifically so that it could be really palatable for anyone from almost any walk of life. Now, that doesn't mean that some people are extremely sick and it's not quite time for them because we need to build up their biological systems as well as their their willingness to want to heal. Because a lot of people actually don't want to heal, right? Their their sickness is serving them in some way. What do you mean they don't want to heal? Like what, what do you what's an example? Well, so some people are attached to their illness because it gets them attention. And it also gets them um, love from a, in a negative way, right? So who are they without their illness? Oh, okay. So it's like, I guess, Munchausen syndrome in a way. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's really their way of, it's so wrapped up in their identity and their way of feeling safe in the world because it's gotten them so much attention for so long. Yeah. How do you identify if that's what's going on? Like, does the person just not comply or do they fight you? Like, how do you know that that's happening? It's very interesting. So there's a few things that'll happen. I can almost tell automatically when I'm on the phone with someone, whether they're willing to heal or not. It's an energy and it's a, it's an acceptance of where they are and a want and a, an acceptance of they've got to take some responsibility for where they are in their behavior. And so you know, I'll say that when you, the detox process is very special in the way that it really puts you in touch with your intuition, right? So I'm quite in touch with energy and my ability to read energy and my intuition. And I can hear it in someone's voice when they're unwilling to do the work or take responsibility. Yeah, you know, I, I, I know this is kind of out of left field, but I've spoken to a lot of people over time and, you know, I'll just, I can't help it. I'll give them like advice. And I hear pretty often, like, like they'll sigh or they'll be like a resigned sadness, you know, like, why don't you try this? And they go, I know. And you know, they're not going to do it. And they sound resigned. And I just don't know what that is. Like, have you encountered that? And what is that? Absolutely. Sorry. I, they just started the lawnmower. So I closed the, the window that was open there. Um, yeah, the sigh. The sigh is a lack of willingness to change their behavior. They're not at a place where they want to actually change anything, right? But they know they need to, but they haven't hit rock bottom enough to step up to actually make any change. People want results. They don't want to change. Okay, that makes sense. So you heard that a lot, huh? What I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you know what was, it was also kind of part of the reason that was so grateful when I moved from nutrition coaching into after formulating my products and, and really creating my company and starting to work with people in detox, I knew that I could actually help people get results now, right? Like I knew if when someone would sign up to do the detox, that that person is going to go through a life change because that's the structure that's been set up for them and they've just invested in it and they've committed to it, right? The follow through is the easy part. The willingness to commit is not. And when someone comes in and they've, they've already overcome the challenging part. But see, when someone comes in and they just want nutrition coaching, they're still not being held accountable because they can get the information and leave it at the door 
and walk out and feel good because they just went to the nutritionist and they won't change things. And I would see that consistently. People would keep coming back. Oh yeah, I want to do my annual upgrade. Well, did you implement the things that we talked about last year? Yeah, I don't really want to talk about that. Let's talk about what I need to do. Or, you know, they would continue to, you know, people, it just is amazing to me. How do you, like, when does the encouragement need to happen? Like right in the beginning or the whole time? And how do you get people over these self-defeating behaviors? Within the construct of the detox, because I don't do one-on-one nutrition coaching anymore. I just work with people in the detox and then in my spiritual coaching practice, right? And so with the detox, what I, what I find is when they understand, I can help them get to a place of personal empowerment through a willingness to take responsibility for their behavior and for an understanding that it's only three weeks and it's going to be so much easier than they think. And everything really is laid out for them step by step, like a plug and play. They just merely have to follow the directions you know, and then they get support along the way. By the time they're ready to invest in themselves, then it, the rest is is pretty much downhill and easy, right? Okay, I just didn't know. Like again, what do you need to like really get them off the off the dime and moving? You know, is there a set of things that you notice that you know, like when you speak to someone, you said you know you can sense their energy and their intent and all that. But I would guess like there's I don't know for some reason I keep talking about archetypes. I guess there would be like three or four or five different people or archetypes that you run into pretty commonly. So if you see that, you'd be like, oh, okay, I know I'm dealing with like a type two and uh, this is what we need to do. Like, do you have it set up like that in your mind or is it? No, it's more organic than that because it's, it's like this. By the time people come to me, they're ready to do the work. Like it, maybe it's a, an energetic thing and it probably is because I really only work with people that are ready to step up to the plate and do the work, right? So by the time they've come to me and they're ready to do this and we even get on the phone, they're all, they already know they need to do it. And then all they need is a little boost of confidence and a little bit more understanding. And then they're ready. The people that aren't ready, they don't come to me because I'm, I'm a no BS person and I just don't attract that kind of a person. Okay. Well, that's good. So yeah. what are, what are some of like the milestones in the 21 day program? What does it look like? You know, I know you don't have to go into gory detail, but a few things to get people interested. Like what, yeah. what, what does it involve? For sure. Thank you so much. So the first thing is we have therapeutic grade organic herbal cleanse formulas, my liver and colon cleanse, right? We're going at it through the liver and the colon because those are the two primary organs that need to be functioning at the highest level right? So the liver it is your primary organ of detoxification and everything gets filtered through your liver. So we want to do that. And then, you know, your colon, everything gets eliminated. So you digest, assimilate and eliminate through that. So I formulated therapeutic grade herbal supplements. They're third-party tested heavy metals, aflatoxin, arsenic, E. coli, microbacteria. So they're super potent and super pure. And it walks you through this whole process. So those are the mobilizers. You then have the binders. Those are the powders that make sure that the toxins that we're pulling out of the cells and the tissues and the organs are actually leaving the body, right? Because it's not enough to just make sure that they get out of the cells and the tissues and the organs. You have to make sure that they're actually leaving because then otherwise, if they're not, they could cause more damage in the gut, right? So when those are leaving, then 
the hormones come back into balance. Your brain starts thinking super clearly. You feel centered and peaceful and you have energy and everything is functioning and you're sleeping peacefully and you're eliminating easily. So that all, the whole system from a product standpoint works together. Now, then from a food standpoint, you're eating plant-based when you're on my detox, right? So it's not about starvation or deprivation. It's about eating organic fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, beans, grains. You get to eat three meals a day. And I provide food lists, shopping lists, recipes, eating out tips, snack ideas, there's all kinds of added bonuses too for nutrition education, you know, even down to for, I get a lot of people that are coming off their addictions. Right. And so I have this whole guide about how to take any, you know, whether it's chips or pasta or coffee or alcohol or whatever, and how to take that habit and upgrade it to a positive habit and then a super positive habit. So you don't feel deprived. Right. So that's the food portion. And then there's a whole infrastructure with support. So you will get daily emails along the way. The first week is all like it's a preparation week and there's how-to videos and they answer all of your questions. And then one email comes into your inbox every day that walks you through the process. And then at the end, we have a private coaching session with me so that we can really make sure that you have a solid foundation for what you're going to do after your detox completes, right? So people feel supported in that and like they're making really good choices that set them up. It's really important to make sure to set yourself up with goals that align with positive choices and also that that are realistic with the lifestyle that you want to lead. So I just get people on a really good track going forward after the detox. And some people decide I have a subscription plan, right? So Detox can just arrive at their doorstep a couple of times a year and they really understand the benefit of it. And so they'll enroll in that. And, you know, we just really, I cover all from the products to the nutrition program, to the support and infrastructure, to the exit strategy. Okay. Well, very good. Well, Nikki, so what's the best way for people to, uh, you know, to find out about working with you? Where can they go? NikkiHardin.com. It's N-Y-K-K-I-H-A-R-D-I-N.com. So that has my, um, my coaching and it has my cleanse program. Also have a free webinar that's all talks about the science of this and that's the right way to detox.com. So they can find me at NikkiHardin.com or the right way to detox.com. Well, very good. Well, Nikki, thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.